Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to Spiked, the OTL football podcast. Uh, our, our 18th episode, you know, we're moving along here. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Robert Vona, joined by my wonderful co-host, Jack Brittle. Jack, first episode of December, what are you feeling? You know, Rob, I guess you could just say I'm in the pink. In the pink. Ah, I'm going to pretend like I know what that means, but... Um, well, actually, I can tell you what it means. Please enl- enlighten me. It means that I'm in very good health and spirits. In the pink. In the pink. I've never heard of that before. But you know what? Neither have I until I like it. Uh, about two <laughs> until minutes ago. 30 seconds ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In the pink. Okay. I like that. It's, it's good. Yeah. You know, you know, it's colorful. Colorful. Very colorful. You know, Christmas yeah. time's coming around the holidays. You got to be up and cheerful unless exactly. you're a Steelers fan. Then, then you're not up and cheerful. You're down and uncheerful. You're, you're, you're Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. Scrooge is hey, a Christmas. Fan. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's why. He's, that's why he's so angry. All <laughs> that's that. why he's so angry because he's a he's a Steelers fan in the NFL season, and he's like, I don't know, like a, like a Habs fan in yeah. the hockey season. So just all around, not a good day for at the office. But uh, anyways, moving along here to some of our headlines we got this week. We got tons of NFL content to talk about, um, you know, branching off of our CFL episode last week featuring Riley. We're going to branch off of that, uh, talk about some of the matchups from last week and looking ahead to next week. Um, but I wanted to get started off here by one of our, I guess, trademarked segments uh, where we kind of discuss our, our teams, Steelers for myself and the Pats for Jack. Um, you know, I'm always a fan of starting off with the negatives and then just ending off on the positives. So I'm going to start here by, by talking about the Steelers and then I'm done for the negatives, but, uh, they suck. I don't think that's a secret. They're just terrible. Uh, they got absolutely bodied by division rivals Bengals last week, uh, 40 points. It was like 30 points in the first half and they were held to a field goal. So needless to say, uh, I stopped watching after probably like 25 minutes, if that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what else to say aside from what's already been said, you know, Ben is just not, not it, um, as if that wasn't bad enough, you know, the defense is kind of slipping now, um, you know, granted their, their game against the chargers, like a few people were out on the COVID list, um, you know, just the run, the run defense just hasn't been there and teams are just running all over them. So, you know, this is even dating back to like three or like two or three weeks ago even so it's kind of like an ongoing issue and it's not the greatest thing um more importantly i i'm really more i'd say i'm more concerned about the offense just because they you know put up a touchdown in garbage time against cincinnati not that cincinnati isn't a good defensive team or a good team because i do think they're they got they got a good system going on over there but i mean i don't care what team you're playing if you put up a field goal in the first half come on and it's like, especially in such a, like a, like a, like when you're giving up that many points and you're still being held to, to three points, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just mind boggling to me because it's like what they're doing isn't working and it doesn't seem like anybody's taking the initiative to kind of change, change things up and kind of mix up a game plan or something like that. So um, I definitely think that's something to take note of, but like I said, most importantly, the quarterback situation is just abysmal. Um, you know, you see like, Joe Burrow will go and throw an interception, you know, and then the very next play, Ben goes and throws a pick six. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's just like, he, he, he's just not the answer. He's really not. And like I said, I've talked about it in the past. They got to look towards finding a new QB. 
So I'll leave that for later on in the season. But as of right now, the Steelers suck. Um, they they really suck. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Did you did you hear about that controversy between Chase Claypool and about Mike like about playing music during playing practice? music at the Prague? Like, I just it was such a weird like scandal or well not a scandal but like a weird like Topic i don't know or, yeah i just i feel like there's i feel like there's more there's bigger problems with the steelers than uh if they should play, play music it. during practice yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know no i hear you that's just that's just how it goes and but I, i'll give i'll give i guess credit or i'll just bring this up because i do like how tomlin kind of set the barrier and said like you know Maybe, maybe the way he worded it wasn't the best because I believe he said something like, you know, Claypool uh, plays wide receiver. I'll worry about the practice or something like that. But yeah, um, at the end of the day, I do think he's right because, like you said, there is a lot bigger priorities than music being played at practice. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, f- I, feel, I feel for you, Rob. You know, it's, um, it's tough. But on the other hand, <laughs> um... however... <laughs> However, moving on to my favorite team, um, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, you know, maybe that's an understatement, but, um, <laughs> you know, Mac Jones just won uh, Offensive Rookie of the Month. Um, he is uh, – the, the Patriots went um, – was it four – yeah, 4-0 and in the month of uh, – in the month of November – in four games, uh, he completed 77% of his passes for 854 yards with seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, you know, that, I, I would I would say he's definitely one of the favorites to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, I've mentioned this, you know, many times on the show before, but I just – I really do think, like, he was the biggest steal of this year's draft. Um, I just feel like he's, you know, it's difficult to judge because a lot of the other rookie quarterbacks went to teams where, um, you know, they don't have much to much to, to play with. They don't have many offensive pieces around them, maybe not a great offensive line. Um, so it's kind of difficult to, to, to compare them. But I still think that um, Mac Jones has, you know, outperformed everybody else and kind of um, – you know, went over everybody's expectations for him, even being, you know, the 15th overall pick from, uh, you know, from Alabama. But, um, yeah, this week, I mean, they they beat the Titans uh, 36 to 13. Uh, I would honestly say this is probably their most impressive win of the year because I think the Titans are the best team that they've, that they played this year. Um, you know, they came in at eight and three. And yeah, I mean, they, they really just the, the Patriots just shut them down. I mean, um, Ryan Tanhill didn't have a great game. He went 11 for 21, nine, he only threw for 93 yards, uh, one TD, one interception, which, uh, he threw a pick in the end zone to Mr. INT JC Jackson. Legend. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, obviously, it's been it's been kind of tough, uh, tough sledding for uh, for Tennessee without uh, without Derrick Henry. But I mean, they they did beat you know they beat the uh, the Rams without without Henry. But uh, you know, we'll talk about the Rams a little bit later whether or not that's actually as impressive as it seemed at the time. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I believe this was the first time um, the uh, the Patriots have played the Titans since uh, Tom Brady's last game as a Patriot, which uh, is a game that I don't always like to be reminded of, but um, <laughs> <laughs> for obvious you know, reasons. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, th- this was the this was just really impressive. I feel like um, you know. They, uh, you know, the, the Titans did were able to get into um, the red zone a couple times, but um, it was kind of like every time they got there, they they either stalled and kicked the field goal, or um, you know, a couple times, uh, or or one time, um, uh, Ryan Tannehill threw a pick in the end zone. So, yeah, uh, next week the Patriots play the Bills for the first time, which is probably like the the biggest game of the year, most anticipated game. Other, well, other than, other than the, uh, you know, Pats versus Bucks game. But, um, yeah, this is – I really th- – like, this is the test, right? Like, Buffalo, I think, has been kind of up and down. Obviously, they they beat up on the Saints, you know, on Thanksgiving. But, you know, I don't know. The, the, I don't think the Saints are that great this year. Um, and, you know, they, they – Buffalo lost to Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, they, they, they've been up and down. Um, so – it's a Monday night game in Buffalo. Um, but I would, I would still say the Patriots have the edge just because they've been, they've won uh, what? Six in a row or five in a row now? Six, um, in, a row. six in a row. So, I mean, I, I just think they have that momentum. Um, I, I think it'll be a close game, you know, but yeah, I mean, I've just, honestly, I I'm, I, I didn't think it was going to be, I didn't think it was going to happen this fast where the Patriots were going to be this competitive this quickly after Brady left. Um, obviously it was tough. It was pretty tough year last year. Um, I thought it was going to, you know, this year I thought it was going to be better, but I didn't think it was going to be this good. I mean, at this point they're sitting at, in the number two seed in the AFC. Um, I believe if the playoffs started today, I think they would host Buffalo in new England. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just really nothing, nothing but good to say about this team. I, the defense has been playing unbelievable. Um, so I just so impressed with uh, especially people like guys like Matt Judon. I think he was a great offseason pickup. Um, and obviously the offense, um, you know, Kendrick Bourne continues to get into the end zone. Um, Aguilar is still contributing. Hunter Henry has kind of become their new, um, you know, star uh, tight end. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing, but, uh, nothing but good things to say about this team. So I, I think your segment and mine are like polar oh, opposites, yeah. complete opposite. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I just look forward to it every week hearing how Mac Joe, how, you know, you have such a great quarterback and competent quarterback back there. And here I am watching, you know, 70 year old Ben Roethlisberger, just throw the ball anywhere. Um, I just want to note this about the Pats, the Pats game and the Bills game next week. Uh, the Bills did lose Shadavius White last week, I think, towards ACL. Um, and the Pats are five and zero on the road this year. So just keep that keep that in the back of your head when they kick off on Monday. Um, moving on, however, you mentioned it briefly. Uh, the Rams they lost to the Packers this past weekend. Um, so the question begs. You know, we've seen the Rams, I think it's three in a row now they've lost and after making addition after addition. Um, are the Rams that bad? 
or are the Packers that good? What do you think? Well, I, th- well, I think that it, it's kind of difficult to say that it's the Packers being that good because the Rams, you know, if, if the Rams were coming in hot and in this game, they, you know, they, 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 they were on a winning streak and, and the Packers, you know, shut them down. That would, then I would say it was, the, you know, it was the Packers being that good, but um, the Rams, you know, like you said, they lost two in a row going into this game. They lost to Tennessee at home and then they lost on the road uh, to San Francisco, you know, and I get it. Like divisional games are always tough, but this Rams team is, they're, they're a super team. I mean, you have you trade for Matt Stafford in the off season. Uh, you got, you just got OBJ. You just got Von Miller. Um, obviously Aaron Donald's still there. Jalen Ramsey, um, the Cooper cup connection was looking unbelievable with Matt Stafford, you know, in the early games of the season, then all of a sudden it's just really stalled. Um, so in my opinion, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's the, I, I don't want to say the Rams are bad because I don't, I don't think they're bad. I think they just really need to somehow figure out what is going wrong with this for this team. And I honestly, I don't really have an answer. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they need to figure it out quick because they can't, they can't keep losing at this point. And I understand like they're, they played some decent teams. Like I said, Tennessee, um, you know, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's difficult to say, say, but I, I, I would have to say that I think it was definitely more the Rams being subpar as of late more so than the Packers being uh, that good. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree that it's kind of tough to say that, you know, the Packers are just so good and everything like that. But um, I, I definitely do think that for the sake of the argument, it definitely does lean more towards the Rams just not playing up to their standards. Um, I think in the past three games, Stafford has like five interceptions and probably at least at least two pick sixes. So um, that's that's probably my my best guess as to where the problems are coming from, because, you know, their run game, their run game hasn't been like the forefront of their offense all season. Like it's been Stafford, 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 Stafford. And, you know, I've heard, I've seen, I've heard and seen some, seen some reports that he's been battling some injuries. Um, and I think it's starting to show because he's, he's literally, he's looking like a completely different person. He, he really is. So uh, I definitely think that's something, something to take note of is kind of just like getting him back on track, making sure he's back to full health um, because now like we're in the home stretch of the season, right? And if there's a time to start winning games, it's now more than ever. So I know, I know we've mentioned it a bunch, like, you know, in, in weeks prior talking about different teams like Kansas city, when they started losing, we said, you know, now is like, they got to start Kansas city had to start winning that then back then. But now it's like, you know, the, 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 the script has been flipped because Kansas city has been kind of rolling now and, and now the Rams are starting to lose. So it's just, you know, there's a fine line between how many, lo- how many games you can lose, especially in the NFC this year, because there's so many good teams. Um, and, you know, with, with teams, with teams that are, you know, pretty close in the standings to the Rams, like, like a green Bay or like a Tampa or, or team or Arizona, like they, they keep winning. <laughs> so every time the Rams lose, like if you're relying on the other team, on the other teams to lose, like it's not going to happen. So they really got to take care of business and start getting back on track because, you know, it's, it's, they're on a, they're on a downward trend, obviously, and it's really not looking good. So I, I definitely say they have to tend to to Matt Stafford to make sure he's back at 100% because 
like you said before, like just list off the names on this team and like they're, they're superstars. They really are. So I definitely think that that'll work itself out. It's just getting everything to back on track and maybe going back to like the fundamentals. Um, Cause you know, it was working before, so I don't see why it wouldn't start. It would just stop working in the middle of the season, but. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do think they have a chance to get back on track this week. They, they're playing Jacksonville. Um, so, you know, <laughs> that, uh, that that that'll probably be a, a breath of fresh air for uh for the Rams. Uh, you know, I think they should definitely win that game. But you know, then they got next week they got the Cardinals. And um they they do have some tough games left. They got the Cardinals, they got um the Ravens coming up in a couple of weeks. Um and then they end their season against the 49ers, which you know, if you would have asked me like a month ago, are the Rams going to beat the 49ers? It was said, yeah, of course. But at this point, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it, it really depends on if they, if they can get this, uh, get this figured out. And like you said, it could be Matt Stafford battling injuries. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like the whole team is just off, but we'll see. I think they should, yeah. they should be able to, to at least get a win this week against, against the Jaguars. For sure. Um, Moving on, I know you really wanted to talk about uh, the Raiders taking it to the Cowboys. Uh, they took down the Cowboys in Dallas um, on Thanksgiving. And I know Dallas was battling a couple injuries. Like, I think, uh, I don't think Amari Cooper played that game. And I'm pretty sure C.D. Lamb uh, went out early with a concussion or something along those lines. Um, but they still put up 30, 30 plus points against the Raiders team. And, and Vegas was obviously able to come away with it. Um so I'll, I'll let you have the floor here. What did you, what did you think about this game? Yeah, I just thought it was a really impressive, you know, gutsy performance uh, by the Raiders. I mean, like you said, they've, um, you know, they, they've, they've struggled recently. Um, they, they came into this game losing, I think, three in a row. Um, and yeah, to, to go into to Jerry World and beat the Cowboys. I mean, that's that to me is pretty impressive. And, and it 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 proves to me that I I think. I don't think the Raiders are done this year. I mean, I think it's it's going to be a tough road for them to make the playoffs, but um you know, I, I think it is I think I think it was difficult for the team, at, you know, after um John Gruden left. You know, I think that's difficult for any team when you lose your head coach regardless of, you know, what the reason is for whatever. I think it's it's difficult especially when they you know, they were doing pretty good uh before he left. And so I feel like maybe, you know, it could have kind of distracted them or, or just kind of, you know, discombobulated them for a couple of weeks and, and it was difficult for them to get back on track. But um, yeah, I mean, like beating, beating the Cowboys at home. Uh, but, you know, the, the, again, the, the problem is they are inconsistent. I mean, you know, they, they lost to uh, the, to Cincinnati the week before Um they lost pretty big to the chiefs or well, really big to the chiefs. Um, the, the, the previous week, uh, you know, they, they lost the giants. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's been, it's been tough, but um, I think they, they they do have a chance to get back on track. Uh, they play Washington um, this Sunday, which I think is a, a game that they could win, um, you know, but they do have some, they do have some tough games. They have the chiefs again, um, 
the Browns, the Colts, the Chargers. But I feel like all of those teams, other than the, the, um, the Chiefs, have been kind of inconsistent as well. So I really could see them – I could see all those games going either way. I, I mean, I, all of them I think are winnable games. Um, so I don't know. I, I just feel like I, I thought that performance against Dallas proved to me that um, they – I, I don't think they're done. I think they still, they, you know, there's still a chance that they could, uh, they could do something. Yeah. Um, I, de- I definitely do agree that this was probably like one of the bigger wins that they've had all season, especially, you know, coming into the game on a three game losing streak in Dallas on Thanksgiving. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm not completely sold just because of how inconsistent they've been, but at the same time, like, like looking at it, um, you know, you talk about them, them making it into the playoffs and, as the standings sit right now, there's a three-way tie with the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos, all AFC West teams, all sitting at a record of six and five. And it's just like, you know, as, as inconsistent of the Ra- as the Raiders have been, and, and, you know, you talk about outside distractions. I mean, look at just about everything that could have happened. It, it happened to the Raiders. Um, yeah. Henry Ruggs too, you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's been, it's been all over the place this year. But at the same time, like, you know, they're still six and five there's still a game over 500 and they're still on the cusp of, you know, getting into a playoff spot. And do I think the Raiders can make the playoffs because of their talent? No, but I think they can make the playoffs because of how inconsistent everybody else around them is like the chart. Like me personally, I do think the charges are a way better team than the Raiders. Yeah. Yet, yet here we are, they're sitting at six and five because yeah. they've been just as inconsistent. And so are the Broncos. So I do think there's definitely a chance that the Raiders make it. It's just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not completely sold on, on just the way they've been playing and, you know, the teams that they've lost to as of late. I understand that Kansas city kind of just balled out, but you know, same thing. I just, I just think that I'm not completely sold with just the way they've been playing and, and how they've been conducting everything. So um, I, I do think it's kind of like one of those scenarios where it's like, you know, you're kind of scoreboard watching, you're checking what the other team's doing, obviously, but mm. I think it's going to be tight. There's no doubt about that. It's just, you know, one, one of these teams, one of these inconsistent teams, they, they've, they've got to break through eventually and just start, you know, winning games because they're all very talented teams. Clearly it's just, they just haven't been, been piecing it together. So. Yeah. It's very rare that you see a division where every, every team is above 500, like this late to the season. So. Yeah. Um, moving on to a different team that we wanted to talk about, uh, the Bills and the Saints. I think this was another Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah. Uh, in in New Orleans, and the Bills took it to them, uh, thirty-one to six final score. I'm not that impressed with this. I'm not gonna lie to no, you. No, me neither. Yeah, I'm just. I don't take much away from this because the Saints are missing just about everybody. Um, and you know, you, you look at the scoreboard. I mean, yes, the Buffalo's defense hasn't been great this year, but six points. And we're used to seeing, you know, a Saints team that can put up the big numbers if they have to, especially in, you know, at home games on Thanksgiving. Um, so I, just for that reason, I, I don't take much away from this from the Bills. They've still been pretty inconsistent in my books. Um, like just look at some of the teams that they've played and then lost to. So I definitely think that's, I don't know, something to look forward to moving into the end of the, the back end of the season here, because, you know, the Patriots are hot on their tails and they're, ahead of them actually in the in the standings so um and then obviously they play each other next week so i don't know i i just 
I would I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo continues to slip is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have that much to add about what you said, but yeah, I I, I would agree. Like, um, you know, it, it, it was a good. It's good that they won this game, but I mean, I think that this is a game that um, you know, they were they should have been heavily favored in, and you know, they took care of business, but um, they you know the the Bills have a have a tough schedule. Um, they they played. You know, they're two games against the Patriots coming up. They play the Bucs. Um, other than that, they, you know, the, 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 so they have basically they have three tough games and then they have three, uh, I would say, pretty easy games. They play the Panthers, Panthers, Falcons, and um, Jets. So, you know, but you don't, you know, you don't want to finish the season, you know, uh, three and three in your last six games. So, uh, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know what to think of Buffalo at this point. I, I think that um, these games against the Patriots are going to be absolutely massive against again, you know, for for Buffalo. Um, if they could, I mean, if they could, if they could split the the the, the series, I think they'd be pretty happy with that at this point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I know we we've said it a bunch, but it's just Buffalo's offense is just so one dimensional. Yeah. Um, they have minimal run game and it's really starting to show because in the past four games josh allen has seven interceptions so that's not something you're used to seeing out of josh allen um or just the bills in general so i definitely think like again that's really something that they have to tend to especially now because they lost white in in the secondary um their defense is still obviously very talented but you know a big name player like that doesn't matter what team you play for and how, how talented you are, you know, it's, it's going to sting. So yeah, um, that's, that's really the only thing you can say about it because that offense is so talented, but you know, p- teams are going to pick up on that. It, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If that's your only game plan, like, you know, it's bound, it's bound to fail at one point. I mean, look at the chiefs, right. We saw it up until probably a couple of weeks ago where they just looked like a different team and, and they're pretty, they're, relatively similar not to the same extent obviously but relatively similar to buffalo in the sense that their offense is also pretty one-dimensional so it's it, it, teams are going to figure it out basically so that's that's what they really need to tend to yeah i agree um moving on to another game that i thought was really interesting this week was uh the bucks get back on track um after losing um who did they lose their last two games to uh Hold on a second. I think I got uh, Washington and New Orleans. Yes, there we go. We're, we're professional on this podcast. Super professional. We do it all. <laughs> I'm looking up stats. Uh, you know, scramble, doing... scramble to my phone. Oh shit. Yeah. Um. No. So yeah, they 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 got a last minute win. Um. In Indianapolis, uh, I think they ended up scoring with about 20 seconds left. Uh, Leonard Fournette ran it in for a touchdown. Uh. Yeah, I mean, this was huge for the Bucs. I feel like if they would have lost this game, I I would I would have been worried uh, because, you know, I mean, we saw last year, like, obviously, they started out – last year they started out slow and then they kind of picked it out – picked it up, you know, uh, as the season went on. But um, I think everybody was kind of expecting this year for them to be – start out of the gate hot and just ride that through the whole season because they, you know, Brady, they, they have a whole year with Brady as their quarterback. Um, and so, 
you know, and they have a normal off season. So everybody was kind of thinking this is going to be like, you know, people were saying like they could go 17 and 0. one of those people was, uh, was me, uh, <laughs> another uh, failed hot take on, hot yeah. Take. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and, and I mean, they've been, they've been, I, I still think they've been very good this year, but, um, there has been some, uh, some disappointing games. Um, they lost to the Rams. Like, like you said, they lost to Washington. Um, they had a ugly game at new Orleans. Um, so yeah, this was, this, this to me was almost like a must win in terms of just getting their momentum back. I feel like you lose three in a row. Like there's, there's a problem there. Um, but yeah, they were able to pick up the win by the skin of their teeth, but, um, and now, they they did just lose they they lost um the news just came out today they lost they're gonna lose um Antonio Brown for the next uh three games due to uh violating COVID protocol. So you know that that's gonna kind of hurt them a little bit. Obviously I think they'll still be okay. You know, they, they got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin. Um but yeah, I mean it it obviously it's not great to lose uh A B but yeah, this was uh this was definitely a, a must win for the Bucs, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm all too familiar with uh losing A B. But <laughs> uh speaking of this topic, what I wanted to say, you know, as as great as it was for the Bucs, and yes, you know, this was definitely a, a must win game to get back on track. I wanted to point out the Colts because you know they're sitting they're sitting at a record of six and six, um, three spots out of a playoff spot. And you know, I, I spoke about briefly those teams that have been kind of inconsistent from, from the AFC West in particular. Um, you know, the Colts are hot on their tail in terms of standings and the playoff race. And I just look like coming into this game against Tampa, they were on a three-game win streak. And in all fairness, they lost by a touchdown, right, to, to Tampa, to the reigning Super Bowl champions. And and I don't know if you saw the final play there. Um, Tampa kicked it off and and – I don't, I can't recall who the, who the kick returner was, but he took it to Tampa's like 45 or something like that. So, you know, like right, right down to the wire, like this team is in it. They're looking to, they're looking to play hard. You know, they, they lose by one score to Tampa. They lose by a field goal to Tennessee. Um, then their, their previous loss before that was by six points to the Ravens. So I, I do think that of the inconsistent teams, I definitely think that Indy is the one to look out for because I feel like they've been playing everybody pretty close and they take care of business when they need to. So, you know, they beat up on the bad teams and, and they play the good teams, you know, hard, like look at their game a couple weeks ago against Buffalo, they won 41 to 15. Right. So moving into next week, now they're taking on the Texans and then they get a bye. So, you know, obviously the game against Tampa, would it have been nice to win? Absolutely. You know, four game win streak, taking down the Super Bowl, the reigning Super Bowl champs, but now, you know, you look at the positives. Sure, they only lost by one score. Now next week you're taking you're taking on a Texans team who is, is not good, and then you go into a bye week. So, I definitely think this is another big game for for Indy because there's a difference between going into a bye week on a two game losing streak and going into a bye week winning four of your last five. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say is that I do think Indy is kind of like a dark horse to sneak into the playoffs. There, I like what they got going on. I'm a big Jonathan Taylor fan. Um, you know. Pittman's been playing great. Wentz has been playing pretty good. Their defense is stellar. So, and, you know, looking at, looking at the end of the bye, after the bye week, they got the Patriots, um, the Cardinals, 
and then the Raiders. So that's going to be another big game because those are two teams in the playoff race. And then they finish it off against the Jaguars. So these next few weeks are going to be a big test on Indy because it shows what they're all about because they're playing good teams. And up until this point, they have been playing good teams and they've been playing them hard. Like they, they beat up on Buffalo and they lost by a score to Tampa, a score to Baltimore and fairly close to Tennessee. So I do think Indy is the team to look out for in this playoff race in the back end um, of the year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, whenever you're losing close games, um, you know, it almost kind of reminds me of the Chargers last year um, where I, 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 I thought the Chargers were a really good team, but they just, you know, they would get into these close games and then they would always just kind of blow it. Um, but I think that, you know, obviously there's no, you know, there's no, uh, there's no medal. There, there's, there, there's no kind of, you know, medal for, for, for losing, but it, when, when you do lose close games, it shows that I think you are a talented team. Um, and you're just, you're almost there, but you just can't, you know, you just can't seem to finish, but um, there, there's, there's still a lot of time left. And like you said, I mean, that's, it's almost kind of works out perfectly for them where, you know, they play the Texans next week, which should be a win. And then they get a buy. If they could, you know, go into the buy one game above 500, I think they've, they'd be feeling pretty good. And, you know, they have a week to kind of prepare for um, the, the Patriots. And yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, yeah, like I, I could definitely see how you, you would have more faith in them making the playoffs and then say the Raiders, because the Raiders, the games that they've won or the games that they've lost have been, you know, by a lot more than, than uh, what, what uh, the Colts are losing by. Yeah. Um, wrapping up that and heading into our final discussion from this past NFL week, um, the Baltimore Ravens, edged out the Cleveland Browns by a score nail biter, absolute shootout of 16 to 10. Um, you know, Lamar threw four interceptions um, and they still were able to come away with the win. So I don't know, to me, this just seems like it was kind of a case of them playing a bad team because Cleveland has not been playing up to everybody's standards this year um, by any means. So as, as you know, there's two sides to look at it, in my opinion. You can say one, like, you know, look at how talented the Ravens are. They, they turned the ball over so many times and they still, like, you know, dug their feet in and still came away with a win. But then I look at it like, you know, you can't do this against a, yeah. a, a talented team, like a playoff team. Yeah. If, because if, they're going to they're make you pay. Yeah. If they did that against any other team, they, there's no way they would have won. Like a good, like if it was a, if it was a really good team. Right. Yeah. Like, you, you, you know, you turn the ball over four times, that's you, you're usually not winning that game. However, I will say this they're not Lamar, not the only quarterback this week to throw four interceptions and win the game. Do you, do you know the other one? Give me a sec here. It's, it wasn't in the NFL. Okay, then I don't know. Cody Fajardo of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders also threw four interceptions and was able to. Uh, beat the Calgary Stampeders uh, in overtime, but we'll talk. We'll talk about that game in a minute. But I just wanted to put that out there because you know, can't Lamar can't get all the uh, the praise for this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep keeping me sharp here. Keep me on the yeah. ball. CFL, NFL, yeah, there's gonna, XFL. There's going to be a test afterwards. Yeah, I'm writing, I'm writing all this down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah taking notes. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking to the mic, please. Um, but yeah, like like I I can definitely confidently say that if Baltimore does this against a good team they're going to make them pay 
Um, At at the same time, I do think the the Ravens are still obviously a threat in the AFC, definitely one of the better teams. Um, So I don't know. It's just maybe an off game from, from Lamar and and Baltimore as a whole, because like I said, I don't think um, Cleveland is that good, but it's those divisional games. You know, you, you play each other so many times and, and you just, you get so used to seeing the opponent that the game plan is just that much more um, like closer. So, you know, now next week, obviously they're taking on the Steelers and I don't know how this game is going to go, but I can probably give you a good idea that (laughs) it's not going to go well for the Steelers. So um, yeah. Yeah. I honestly, yeah. I mean, the rate uh, the Ravens, you know, they're they're the number one seed in the AFC right now. Um, You know, I, yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, if they did this against a better team, it wouldn't go the same way. But at the same time, I I, I do think that, um, you know, the the year that the, that Lamar is having, um, I think the the Ravens have a have a chance to uh, to go far in the playoffs this year, where you know they've kind of faltered in um, in years past. You know, uh, they kind of get in and, and choke. But um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I still think that it was an impressive win either way. Yeah. So that basically wraps up our coverage for the past week in the NFL. Uh, we wanted to discuss, you know, branching off of our, our previous episode with Riley previewing the CFL playoffs. Uh, we just wanted to talk about the two games that went down last week uh, between the Thai Cats and the Alouettes and then the Rough Riders and the Stampeders. You know, Jack's Thai Cats came away with the win in Montreal 23 to 12 heading over to BMO field uh, to take on the Argos. Do you have anything you want to say about this game? Yeah. Um, you know, when the game started the first, like probably the first, uh, first half, I was pretty, pretty nervous uh, because the Ticats offense was not playing great. Um, now neither really was Montreal, but I think, I think they were leading like three, nothing after the first, the first uh, quarter, and, um, you know, I was kind of getting ready for like a low scoring game where it was almost like, you know, the last team to, you know, they're, they're going to win on like a, a field goal or something to, to win the game or something. But, uh, yeah, the, honestly, the turning point was, um, when I think, was it, I forget if, if it was a fumble or interception by, um, Trevor Harris, but, um, all of a sudden just the turnover started coming. It was one after another interception fumble and, uh, you know, credit to the tie cats. They, they were, uh, monopolizing on those chances and that's what pretty much won them the game. Uh, the, you know, and it's funny because you look at every other kind of stat and Montreal was, was leading in, in pretty much every other, you know, stat category other than turnovers. But, you know, that's the kind of classic story where it's like, if you lose the, the, you know, the turnover battle, you're probably going to lose the game, especially when you, the turnover margin is five to zero. I mean, that's, that's pretty rough. So, um, you know, that's, that's what I, you know, I think the tie catch defense really kind of carried them this game, which kind of concerns me uh, going forward, you know, playing, going up against Toronto because, I just don't see Toronto making those kind, those same kind of mistakes. Um, so I really feel like the Thai Cats offense, Mazzoli, uh, is going to have to step it up. 
Um, he, he, I, I'll give credit. He had a really great throw to, uh, to Brandon Banks in the end zone um, to kind of break the game open. Uh, that was the best throw that he had all game. Um, we need to see more of that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, all I would say for going up this week is I would say uh, defense, keep doing what you're doing, but the offense needs to step up because I, I feel like, I feel like the Alouettes beat themselves this week, and I don't think the Argos are going to do the same thing. Yeah, I can definitely see why there's cause for concern. Um, but, you know, going going into next week now, they take on the Argos. You know, they're 1-3 against the Argos this year, uh, Hamilton. So I definitely think that's something to take note of. But it, I, it's the same thing in every, in every football playoffs. You know, you got the team that comes off a win, and they're heading into the, 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 you know, they're moving on. And then you got the team coming off of a bye. So there's that conversation like, you know, oh, it's the team rest off the rust. Rest, rest or rust. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I like, you know, you couldn't ask for a better game if you're a CFL fan, because this is probably one of the biggest rivalries in the CFL. Um, yeah. So definitely, definitely, definitely a game to tune into. Much and, as, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you know, I was just going to say, and then you get the other biggest rivalry in the CFL with the with the West final. So, yeah, and I mean, you want you want to talk about a must watch game? Just go look at the box score from from this past weekend uh, between the Rough Riders and the Stampeders. Uh, Walk off field goal in double overtime, and you know the the really the, the one thing I want to take away from this is that you know there, there's people myself included that aren't exactly like you know crazy into the CFL by any means. And, you know, you just look at like the structure of the game and like the passion behind it. And then the storylines that come along with it, like you can't help, but not enjoy it. Like just looking yeah. at this game in particular, I mean, obviously this is, this is like one of the bigger fan bases in the, in the, in the CFL, um, the Rough Riders and, you know, to see them come away with a walk-off field goal, double overtime, you know, like high scoring, high, high, high contested game. Um, it's just like, there's, there's no way like you can, if you're a football fan, there's no way you can look at this and say like, wow, like I can't enjoy this. So I just want to point that out because, you know, obviously I'm not really crazy into the CFL, but like, just for anybody, like there's still like things to appreciate and take away from it because sure the competition isn't as great or anything and the rules are different, but at the end of the day, like it's good and it's like entertaining competitive football. So I just want to say that because I definitely think it needs, I just wanted to address it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like I've, you know, I've watched a lot of CFL this year and, um, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, like it, it can be hard to watch it sometimes. Like there was some games where I'm like, this is not the best football being played, but you know what? It's like, I just love it because I do, I, I do like, the sport of Canadian football. Like I like, you know, three down 110 yard field. Um, I, you know, I don't know if I would say I prefer it over American football, but I, 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 you know, I like both. I think both have their, their advantages and disadvantages. Um, so I like that part of it. And, um, you know, obviously the talent's nowhere near the NFL, but it, it's just kind of that, the, like you said, the, the devoted fan bases and the kind of, um, I don't know, just the, like, like you said, the storylines and um, the culture, really the culture. Exactly. Like it's the same reason why I watch like, you know, TFC. It's like, I'm not watching TFC because I'm like, want to see the best soccer players in the world. I'm watching it because it's, you know, because it's Toronto, you know what I mean? 
and it's like it's more local you know what i mean so yeah yeah but um no this was a this was a great game um you know uh like i said uh cody Fajardo uh through four interceptions still pulled out the win uh jonathan moxie of the stampeders had uh, a hat trick of interceptions in the first half alone um and ed ganey for saskatchewan had two interceptions of uh bo levi mitchell and yeah that was kind of the storyline of this game i mean you know obviously bo has been one of the one of the best uh, CFL quarterbacks, if not the best of, of the past, you know, decade. And um, he just did not have it this, this game. I mean, um, yeah, like it, it, it was just tough sledding for him. Um, even though he, Fajardo ended up throwing more picks than him. Um, it just, it was, uh, it was tough. Like the, the offense just could not get it going for Calgary. Um, obviously they ended up taking it into overtime, but um you know, Paredes uh, ended up missing a kick. Um, and that's all that uh, Saskatchewan needed to, you know, to seal it. And um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a great game. And, you know, next week we get the Rough Riders versus the Blue Bombers. So can't ask for anything better than that. I mean, I think the, the, the Bombers are obviously heavily favored, but, you know, I think that uh, I, I think it should be at least an entertaining game. It's like we say, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen, you know? Yeah. So that basically wraps up all of our coverage from this past week in the world of football. You know, dove into a little bit of CFL, talked about mostly NFL. Um, but we got one more segment here. You know, everybody loves the Super Bowl and Super Bowl's inching closer and closer. You know, like I said before, it's already December. So, you know, this guy that I do this podcast with uh, has pretty profound knowledge on Super Bowl history. Um, you may know him. You may not know him. He goes by the name Jack Brittle. Um, so I'm going to put it to the test. We, we want to put it to the test here. Um, we're going to see how far back Jack can go. Three strike system because, you know, three is pretty fair. Yeah. We're going to see how far back he can go. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do by the year or do you want to do like by the Super Bowl number? We can do we can do the or Super Bowl whatever. number. No, do the Super Bowl number. Super just, Bowl number. Yeah, just start from start from fifty five and go backwards. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how I'm gonna do. Like, I I feel like I might surprise myself, but I'm not sure. We'll see. All right. Without further ado, Super Bowl fifty five. The Bucks. Fifty four. The Chiefs. 53. Patriots. 52. Eagles, sadly. 51. Patriots. 50. Broncos. 49. Patriots. 48. Seahawks. 47. Okay, 47. Okay, this is the first one I have to think about. Uh, Was this the Ravens? It was. Okay. This guy doesn't miss. <laughs> uh, 41. Giants? Sorry, 40, 46. Is I it Giants? I, I, I suck at reading Roman numerals. Yes, it was the Giants. Okay. 46. Okay, 45. Okay, 45. Uh, 
This was 2010. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the, the Saints. Was it the ah. Saints? Okay, there's my first. There's your okay. first strike. Okay. So, uh, hold on, hold on. You are, okay. I want to see if I can. Uh, okay, no, just tell me what it is. I don't want to get another strike. So convenient that I have to say this. The Packers over the Steelers. Oh, <laughs> It never fails. I, it's like I, it's like I just got it wrong on purpose. Yeah, it's like you I say it. You tell me you won. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Forty-four. Okay. okay, this one is the Saints, right? This one is the Saints. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Okay. Forty-three. Um. Hold on. Uh. Mm, I was gonna say the I was gonna say the Colts, but no, because the the Colts did not go to back to back Super Bowls. Um, oh man, hmm, I'm going through teams here. Uh, hmm, it's gonna be boring for audio listeners because I'm just. <laughs> Just me going, uh, um, I can, I can, I can, I'm gonna just put the Jeopardy song on, yeah. Do, 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 do. All right, I'm you know what? I'm blank, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. Just that give me a strike, give me a strike for that one. Oh, he takes the second strike on Super Bowl 43. Convenient again, it's the Steelers over the Cardinals. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but they won that one, so they did. They did. It's yeah, just, you know. Whatever. Yeah, go see okay. go. And what se- what season was that? So that was uh, the 2008 NFL season. Okay. So now moving on to the 2007 NFL season, okay. Super Bowl 42. This is the Giants. This is this the... is the Giants. Yes. If you can't see me. I'm shaking my head right now. <laughs> so Super Bowl 41. 2006 NFL season. We were four, by the way, to put this yeah, in perspective. Uh, I know. I, I wasn't watching this. I actually Bowl. wasn't even four because I'm born in November. So I was three. Yeah, and, neither, neither was I because I was. So yeah, we, we were December. three and like two months old. So yeah. So needless to say, I wasn't like watching. Yeah, give give us a break here. I was not tuning in on February 4th, 2007. Okay. I don't, I can't, I can't take another strike here because then I'm done. Uh, okay. Hold on, hold on. This, this is this is the Colts. Jack Brittle, ladies and gentlemen, does not miss. It was the Colts over the Bears, twenty-nine to seventeen. Yeah, rolling. Super Bowl forty. Super Bowl forty. Okay. This one I'm gonna have to think about too. Um see, it's like some of the Super Bowl winners, it's like it's like damn that team won a Super Bowl. <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh I know. Um I hear you. Okay, oh. I think I know this one. 
Drum roll, please. It's 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 Pittsburgh. It's the Steelers. It's there the Steelers. I thought, it, I thought it was gonna come back and go three. Yep. You're gonna have three strikes nope. all around the ball around the Steelers. <laughs> it's like wow. wow. Over over the Seahawks, right? It was yes, over yep. the Seahawks. Yeah. Look at this guy. Wow, we're moving into the to the 30s now. Super Bowl okay. 39. That's taking the place. Pa- the Patriots. It is the Patriots. Yeah. This is this guy. Super Bowl 38. Patriots again. Yep. Last wow. team that went back to back. Pain. <laughs> Super Bowl 37. Tampa Bay. Mm. Look at this guy. 36. Uh Patriots, Tom Brady's for Super Bowl. Super Bowl 35. Okay, this was the two was this the 2000 season? So this was the 2000 NFL season and it was played okay. in January of 2001. Okay, so this was uh Hold on. This was the Ravens. It was. Oh my yeah. gosh. This <laughs> over, guy. over the Giants, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. 34. The first uh, game played in the first Super Bowl played in 2000s. This was uh, the St. Louis Rams. It was over the Titans. Yeah. Greatest show on Crazy. turf. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl 33. This, this could be my third strike. <laughs> As we're getting into oh, no. the 90s here. Um, hmm. Is it the Broncos? It is the Broncos. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my. This, is, this is madness. Yeah, they took down the Falcons. Okay. That was the I meant I think I mentioned earlier in the show, or no, it made it before the show that the Falcons were in another Super Bowl. That was the other one. That was it. Okay. So you got so you got Super Bowl 33 with the Broncos, Super Bowl 32. I want to say it was the Broncos too. It was. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. We're moving into Super Bowl 31 now. And this was which what year? So the 19 this was the 1996 NFL season. Okay. This was the Packers yes okay and they beat the Patriots they did beat the Patriots yeah Drew Bledsoe you know what's crazy about that Super Bowl is Adam Vinatieri played in that Super Bowl isn't that nuts like that shows you your job is to kick a ball no I'm joking yeah no but like come on I know he retired like what like three years ago Man was playing in 1996. That's crazy. Yeah. That is unbelievable. I don't know what I'm more impressed at the fact that he played there, <laughs> the fact that we're, we're in 1996 and we're still rattling off, rattling off. God, hopefully I didn't jinx it. Uh, Super Bowl 30, 1995 NFL season. Okay. Um, I hmm. It's I I'm I'm thinking that this is the beginning of when the Bills were 
they won or sorry lost four Super Bowls in a row. So I'm trying to think of who who they played in those four Super Bowls. I know the first one they played the Giants. Um and then they played uh, I th- I, I want to say they were all like NFC East teams. Um mm, I'm I'm I I think it's either Washington or uh, the Cowboys. Um, uh, this could be my third strike. I'm like gripping onto this chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Washington. And with that, we come to an end. It you know, was the it was Cowboys. A, it was the Cowboys. Okay. I was like 50-50 on that one. Here's the funny part. Uh, so they, they didn't actually play the Bills that year. That was oh, they didn't. Th- that was two and three years prior. Oh, okay. Where they played. It went Dallas, Dallas, Washington, uh, Giants, all against all against the Bills. Yeah. So they were all NFC's teams. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing is. You want to take a guess who the Cowboys beat in this Super Bowl? The Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, my God. It comes full circle. (laughs) This team is cursed. I'm convinced. Everybody that just comes involved. It's cursed when when it comes to me, yeah. Everybody that comes involved with this yellow, red, and blue star (laughs) is just cursed. I don't know what it is. But that that was a hell of a run. (laughs) <laughs> down to 1995 like i i really don't think i could have i could have gotten even close to that to be completely honest with you from super bowl 55 to, to super bowl 30 is 25 so you got 22 of 25 correct yeah that's very impressive so that'll do that'll <laughs> just about do it I, I i think the only other sport that i could maybe do that with is i'm pretty good with stanley cup finals too so i don't know maybe we could i well it's not football but i don't know maybe we could do that at some point in the yeah. We'll, we'll definitely revisit this down the road. Yeah. Yeah. That was unbelievable. I honestly <laughs> don't think I could have come even close to that. Yeah. But anyways, that's going to do it for us. You know, like I said before, some NFL coverage for you, some CFL coverage for you. Put Jack on the, on the gridiron. You know, he delivered. Um, yeah. You got anything you want to add? Not really. I mean, um, you know, I'll uh, as always I'll put all of our me and Rob social links in the description um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast leave a review tell your friends you know join Spike Nation and uh, yeah that's uh, that's about it yep all right everybody thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next week <laughs>